This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. Even if they don't offer the Roth 401k, don't make that an excuse not to save money in there, right? Because you want to take advantage of any kind of match at all. It's, it's free money, it's 100%. So we want free money first. And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. Yeah, the best, um, I think, statement we ever heard was you move from forever tax to never tax. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Ah, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm, I'm the You're only everyone one. right now. You're the only one here with me. I am saying good morning to all of yes, Southeast Missouri yes. and wherever you may be listening and however you may be listening, right? Because we have this mobile app that you can be in India, I'm assuming, and listen to our show via the app. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So the app, the app, the KZIM, KSIM app, you uh-huh. can download it from iTunes or any other Play Store, whatever yep. it is. App stores. App stores. I'm Thank you. you. Yes. And uh, you can download the KZIM, KSIM app. It's red or no, no, no. It's yellow and black. And uh, you can listen to our show every week on there, no matter where you're at. It's great. So, or yeah. right here on 960, right here in Southeast yep. Missouri. Yep. Or if you just missed it all together, you can listen to it on our website, theinnovativeteam.com. Go there, check out past episodes. And uh, if you missed something that you think you might want to listen to. Yep. All right. So uh, what's going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, lots. Are you talking about show topic or just life in general? Just life in general, man. Oh, like, how's well, it going? Well, you know, we talked a little bit about Sprinter last week, but man, we're on full on summer mode now, aren't we? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little steamy. It's a little smoky. Yeah, a little yeah. smoky. Yeah. Um, okay, so also I want to remind people they can shoot us an email mm-hmm. at the retirement playbook at gmail.com. The retirement playbook at gmail.com. And uh, sh- shoot us an email with your feedback. Shoot us an email with topics you'd like to hear about. Or anything uh, specific to your situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk about it on air if you'd like, mm-hmm. or we can just, uh, you know, do one on one, do a one on one conversation about yeah. whatever it is you yeah. or have a question about. Can I talk about their retirement income toolkit? Uh, I guess go ahead. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, um, if you're just tuning in, you haven't heard us talk about this yet, but we offer a complimentary retirement income toolkit through our website at theinnovativeteam.com theinnovativeteam.com. And when you go there, you will see our picture right there. Click on find out more. When you click on find out more, you can download the complimentary retirement income toolkit. There are four articles in that toolkit. They're great. We have information on tax planning in retirement, social security planning, um, information on our generational vault, which is our safety deposit box that we offer for all of our clients. Um, Just some great information to get you started kind of on your retirement journey. Awesome. All right. So uh, no strings attached, right? I mean, Correct. look, just fill it out or, or uh, uh, download the the deal. You got to put your name and phone number, or maybe or something like that, in there, and uh, you know, it's your information, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you can use it in your life. So, retirement income toolkit. Speaking of retirement income toolkit, uh, we're gonna shift gears from more of a structured show, mm-hmm. okay, to kind of a free for all just for this week. Okay. 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 Here's what I want to do. I want to talk about IRAs. Yeah. I mean, if there is uh, one thing that is, um, it, well, the foundation to retirement planning is definitely still Social Security mm-hmm. planning, mm-hmm. making sure that you're maximizing your benefits. But number two would definitely be IRAs. Yeah. A lot of people have them. So it's a good topic to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And so whether it be a 401k or an IRA, maybe just qualified money, you mm-hmm. know, uh, if we're talking about this. So it is the it's, it's a key tool. Uh, another arrow in the quiver, if you will, for retirement savings. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very important that you understand how these things work. So we're going to talk a little bit about IRAs. We're going to talk about how they incorporate into your plan. We're going to talk about hiring an advisor to help you and what you questions you should ask. Mm-hmm. What they should uh, know. We're just going to go free for all, man. Okay. We're, we're, all, all right. we're all in. All right. Let's okay? do it. Right now, let's just jump in. Yeah, I think we should. Okay. All right. So a lot of the information I'm going to talk about today is actually from Ed Slot. He's known as America's IRA expert. Uh, he has a book called Retirement Decisions Guide, include important updates on the tax law changes and IRA planning under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was passed uh, late last year mm-hmm. that has to do with tax uh, cuts.
cuts that are effective in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tax year we're in now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we're going to talk about um, really looking through the windshield when it comes to tax planning and how it affects your investments and your retirement planning. Uh, because we don't want to look in the rearview mirror anymore. Mm-hmm. We're tired mm-hmm. of that. Everybody's going to put their foot down and say, nope, I want advice now. And what can I do now in, in May of 2018 to uh, help me mm-hmm. going forward for right. this year? Okay. Because if we go to do our taxes next year, there may be some things it's too late. Right. You can't do anything about it. Right. It usually is too late. So what are we doing now to help ourselves in 2018, not wait till next year? Again, looking more through the windshield than the, the rearview mirror. Okay. All right. So um, one of the things that he, uh, Ed Slot talks about in his book, again, in the uh, Retirement Decisions Guide, uh, that you can go and you can order yourself, by the way. IRAhelp.org is his website. Uh, but there's a lot of great information in there. And uh, that's why I thought I'd just go ahead and, again, talk about this book and some of the aspects mm-hmm. of it. So, number one, avoid past year's mistakes. Okay? So, get IRA advice. If you're unsure what to do, consider hiring a financial advisor who understands IRA portfolio allocation, tax issues, diversification, distribution planning, and uh, emotional handholding, he says. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's key. Uh, uh, you know, we've talked about that, the, the difference between an investment manager and a true financial planner. And you that's what he's saying. Find somebody who knows all of these areas. Okay. And I'm not going to brag, but, 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 but this is something, this is a statement I hear all the time. No one has ever talked to me about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one has ever told me that. That's true. You know, it, whether it's a, a proposal to somebody to say, hey, look, we can help you be your you know, financial planner, uh, financial advisor, uh, retirement planner. We, we look at all of the aspects and any financial planner, retirement planner should be doing that. Correct. Yes. They're not just selling and not you just a have your, Yeah. Not yeah. just have their handout saying, give me your money and I'll mm-hmm. double it for you in mm-hmm. 10 years or whatever. You know, th- the point is, is that you got to work with somebody that understands IRAs mm-hmm. and how they work. Because there's not just plain, simple, hey, here's an IRA, take it off your taxes. And then when you take it out, it's all taxable. Right. I've been very impressed with all the different options that you have within it. So, right. Okay. Uh, next, beyond that is, you know, first one, get IRA advice. Second one is keep some cash. Man, we talk about that all the time with people. Look, cash is king. Now, too much cash could be problematic as well mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you're just not earning anything. Uh, and you're actually going backwards if you consider inflation with cash a lot of times. So, but it is something that is important to make sure that um, it's a buffer basically against any downturns. So I would put bonds in that category as well. Just make sure you keep things short term. You know what I'm saying? I mean, th- th- this is a very volatile interest rate environment, which then also makes the price of things volatile as well. Okay. So keep some cash. Cash is good. Good old saying, cash is king, right? Just not too much. <laughs> All right, next is know your mix. Proper allocation among stocks and bonds and diversification among different stock and bond classes is essential. Really what we're talking about there is diversification, right? And making sure that you understand your color of money is ex- is essentially what we're talking about there. Right, right. Um, and can I mention my color of money right now? Just stop course. asking. This is... <laughs> You're the boss any every every other moment of my uh, life, and now you're asking uh, well, for you permission know, to talk about something on the radio. I'm trying to be polite. Oh, so, uh, if you're interested in finding out it's your a color, cover, folks, <laughs> if you're interested it's in finding out cover. your color of money, uh, we do offer um, a complimentary 11 step color of money risk analysis, is what it is. And you can go to mycolorofmoney.org, mycolorofmoney.org, and fill that out. It's 11 questions. It's really simple, but then it gives you your score, and it really kind of talks about what type of investor you are what you're comfortable with. So to Brock's point about, you know, diversification and what you're comfortable with, what money, where this will kind of give you an idea of, of your, your feelings towards it. And, you know, I'll talk a few minutes about this. So, so that deal, that color of money risk analysis will definitely give you an idea of where you maybe should be based on how you feel about money and retirement. That kind of thing. However, it, to take it a step further is more important. And what I mean by that is, okay, that's where you're at. That's how you feel about it now. But where are you actually at right now? Mm-hmm. So right. you might take that quiz and say, okay, well, I'm a, you know, a 35. 
Well, then we look at your situation and you have all of your money that's in red money, Mm -hmm. you know, that could go up and down. Okay, well, that's not jiving. What you're saying isn't matching what you're doing. Right. Right. So that's why it's so important to take it a step further and say, okay, well, this is where this this is where I would like to be. This is how I feel. This is what I would like. But then on the other side is, okay, how do we actually Mm -hmm. make that happen? How do we Mm -hmm. line those up? Okay, that's to me the most important deal there. Agreed. All right. Get the results, but then also, what do you do with the results? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And 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 anyway, so, um, so bonds have risks. Okay, we all know that. I just talked about that. Um, it's not one of those deals where okay, bonds have always been super safe. Okay, uh, now definitely they are more conservative than than stocks. Right? They don't have the volatility of stocks. I say there's volatile. Uh, it's a volatile market now, and it is, but. But it's not to the degree of what stocks could lose, for example. So, you know, bonds definitely have risk. Um, uh, right now, I like to see people kind of stay short term. By no means is this a recommendation for anyone, but it's just I I like to see short term bond positions now instead of long term um, b- because of the interest rate risk that we're in right now. Um, so that's another thing. Stocks aren't certain. You know, we've talked about this many times uh, that people have become complacent. Because of the last eight or nine years, mm-hmm. right? Uh, well, it'll always come back, and markets. Uh, no, okay. Stocks aren't certain, um, and even after fifteen years, stock values can suddenly decline or remain flat for a period, is what the book says here, and it's so true. Look, stocks are good. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just knowing again, going kind of go back to the last one, which is know your mix. Right. Well, okay. and I think it. Uh, we've talked about this in previous shows too. Knowing um, where you are in comparison to your um, retirement timeline too. You know, because uh, that varies based on your stocks and what your portfolio should look like. Exactly. Yep. So the last one here is market cycles end. It says both rising and declining markets have been planned for and taken advantage of. The market has always gone in cycles. With a severe, or excuse me, while a severe market downturn can cause financial anxiety, it will eventually end, but it can also be capitalized on with buying opportunities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's pretty common sense stuff there, but it's don't get too caught up in it will always come back. Right. But I think that's another reason why you need why you need a financial professional because that's stuff that you monitor all the time. You're well, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's take an example. A lot of uh, people locally, um, you know, retire from Procter & Gamble, for example, and, and people saw that happen, mm-hmm. you know, saw that stock. Price. Well, heck, this year it's down 20%, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so... Um, uh, and it's and it's done that in the past, you know, back in 2001, 2002, that was a bad deal. A lot of those guys had to go back to work or find other work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great stock. It's just, yeah. Oh, you absolutely. Gotta, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying over time, right. and, and it depends on where you're at in your life. Yes. You don't want to go through that if you're, you know, close to retirement. Or right in retirement. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Agreed. Okay. All right. So we are going to talk more about IRAs and the rules for 2018. There's some things in here that you need. It affects everyone, Mm -hmm. right? And so even if you're not interested, but if you have an IRA or think about opening an IRA, you need to definitely stay tuned to our next segment. It's the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Tax planning can be very difficult, and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 573-332-7855 or visit theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. I'm telling you, man, (laughs) she's all over this, folks. She's all over it. Okay. So um, I told everybody in the last segment, we're going to kind of make it a hodgepodge show, if Mm -hmm. you will. We're not going to have any real structure to it. We're not going to actually call it a name like we do most weeks. 
Um, we're just kind of going based off of how I feel about things or topics that people talk about with me all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully. And specifically. Uh, yeah. IRAs is, this time, right? Right. So, yeah. Right. So we're talking mainly about IRAs, but we just got on talking about making uh, sure that you avoid past year's mistakes. People mm-hmm. get complacent, for example, with the with the markets. Oh, it always come back. I'm gonna never do any changes. No, that's a big mistake. Okay. All right, so uh, we're on to rules for 2018. So we're talking more about IRAs and the rules. Uh, specifically, now I'm going to talk to you about contribution levels. So if you're up through age 49 and you have taxable compensation for the year uh, at a minimum of $5,500, then you can put $5,500 in an IRA, okay? Um, if you're over 50, excuse me, you can do 6500 so it's called a catch-up contribution of $1,000 extra that you can do for 2018. Again, you have to have taxable compensation to offset that contribution, okay? So that's the contribution levels. Everyone qualifies to convert a traditional IRA or SEP IRA to a Roth IRA. You know, they changed those rules several years ago, mm-hmm. and yet people still think, and some accountants still think, that there's a limitation on income. Uh, to, to be able to convert. Because it used to be that if you made over $100,000 a year, you could not convert your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. But that changed? But that changed. And starting in 2010. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, that was so eight almost, years ago. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you talk about the recharacterization? I think that's good information here. Um, It is, but I'm going to save that. Oh, you're saving it. Tidbit. Ooh, there's a teaser. There's a teaser you for don't making know what sure that is. you listen. That's right. If you don't know what that is, stay tuned. Recharacterization coming your way later in the show. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. So now um, we talked a little bit about the contributions for 2018, but now I'd like to get into number four, which is do these myths sound familiar? So many people who don't save enough in a 401k or an IRA typically have five reasons why they don't. But those feel-good excuses are flawed, and here's why. Okay, some people use, well, we're always looking for an Mm -hmm. excuse, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot easier that way. (laughs) Well, yeah, let's just blame it on somebody (laughs) else. No big deal. I don't have to own it, and I don't have to do it. Okay, so uh, myth number one, taxes will be lower. Many people believe that when they're, they retire, mm-hmm. that their tax rates will be lower because they won't be earning as much income. But there's nothing stopping the government, the book says, from raising them in the future years. So withdrawals from a traditional IRA years from now could actually face higher income taxes, even if you're not working. All right. So here's a question for you. What does $20 trillion really mean to you? I can't even fathom that. I, me neither. <laughs> it's like I've heard something like yeah. if you can line up $100 bills from the state of New York to the state of California, you could go there and back uh-huh. with like a trillion, uh, right? Now yeah. times that by 20. Right. Whew. So now we're talking about 20 trillion. So my point is we have a huge amount of national debt, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we just had this big tax cut. It's going to cost us $1.5 trillion, um, you know, according to the estimates. Just adding, right? adding to but it. Exactly. So we're just adding to it. Now, uh, some say that that's going to be offset by the 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 economic windfall, mm-hmm. and therefore people more people paying more taxes uh, that will offset some of that $1.5 trillion. And I hope that does come true. Me too. That'd know? be great. Yeah. Because uh, that means it's good for everybody. And, and so that's the whole idea behind it. You know, lower taxes, trickle-down effect, those kinds of things. So... But to say that taxes will be lower, mm-hmm. let's say you're 40 years old, right? Or 45 years old, and you want to retire when you're 65. So you've got 20 years before you retire. Do you think taxes are going to be higher in 20 years or lower in 20 years? Higher. Guaranteed. Totally. Yeah. Any person with a brain would probably right. agree with you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Now, but here's the other thing. It's not all about what tax rates are going to be. You don't, you don't make a decision based on something that you don't know to be true in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just a guess. It's just a guess. But <laughs> Wouldn't you rather have a guarantee? Exactly. To know, right? I'd rather know what to expect. And one thing we haven't even considered is just the growth on that. Mm-hmm. So we got 20 years of all growth, which means all of that growth is going to be taxable in retirement. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to be careful there. Right. 
to determine which is better for you, traditional Correct. rock, not to not make a con- contribution. Right, right. Yes, Makes sense? Yes. Okay. Right. I'm glad you clarified that. Right. Probably a good thing right. you said that. I wasn't trying to say don't do it because of that. I was <laughs> yeah. trying to say that should help you make a decision as to which IRA to contribute to. All right, myth number two, you'll work longer. The book says, when portfolios were down, many people shrugged and said they'll just have to work longer. Sounds good, but here's a stark fact. As you age, the odds are um, the odds are you physically won't be able to work as hard mm-hmm. as you want or as long as you once mm-hmm. did. In other words, you get older, yeah. you get tired faster. That's exactly right. I mean, that's common sense. Man, I'm not kidding. Like, I want to go home and take a nap right now. <laughs> it's I mean, only, it's only it's 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 early in the morning. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the point is, you may not be physically be able to do that. You may right. not be able to do that at all. Yeah. I mean, what if you're in a wheelchair? I mean, so to say that, oh, I'm just going to work for the rest of my life is is just a bad idea. Well, I think it's even the last comment you made, you're just trying to push it off as opposed to saying, I need to make decisions now and be guaranteed that I'm okay. You know what's funny about all this is these are really excuses. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. Not to save money. Right. You know, live for now, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Just make a few of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You'd be so surprised how fast you could save $5,000. Yep. In a year. I mean, I'm not kidding. You would be shocked. You know, you cut out, you know, some stuff that you don't need. You go to my whole needs versus wants conversation and cut out some of the wants (laughs) that you have. And there's no problem with having wants. No, 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 no. Look, if you, you know, want to spend money on X, Y, Z, fine, go do it. But as long as you have your other stuff taken care of. It's balanced. It's balanced. Right. If you're contributing and maxing out all these kinds of things. It's no problem. But, but but then you may not get your Starbucks coffee every day. Oh, see, don't get me started. Well, I just don't thought, I thought, I, thought I'd get you heated over there. But to your point, yeah, there's a lot of things that we think we have to have nowadays. I think our society is definitely into that, even worse than it has been before. Right. All right. Um, myth, the next one. Social Security starts at 62. That's true, but for now. Right? right. In other right. words, we all know there's issues. Yeah. And we have time, but stuff needs to happen, mm-hmm. and we need to make some uh, harsh decisions when it comes to Social Security and being able to fund those things. Uh, so I guess my point is there's nothing to say that the government won't change it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it won't raise the minimum age as to which benefits start. I mean, let's face it. When when benefits started at 62, they the average life expectancy at that time was probably... 72, yeah. 74, yeah. Yeah. somewhere around in there. I would say you're right around the 10 so, years span. Yeah. Yeah. 10, yeah. And now, now again, we've pushed back the full retirement age, mm-hmm. but we haven't moved the when the benefits start. So, you know, people are living longer, which means we're sucking more out of the system. Right. And, right. And uh, so, so something is going to happen and I'm not saying they're going to move the minimum age, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back and all that kind of stuff, but, yeah. but you just can't bank on it. Right. Right. But I think it's important for you to note here because we've had some great shows on Social Security. So if you're interested in hearing those, we have those on our website um, talking about Social Security because I know Brock mentioned full retirement age. You know, we have a lot of people who still take Social Security out at 62 that don't need to um, and could wait until their full retirement age and gain a lot more in benefits. Absolutely. And it's not about like, hey, I want to maximize my benefits, right? So in order to do that, you have to look at it as over your lifetime for mm-hmm. you and your spouse. Because one of the things that a lot of people forget is the benefit, the, the survivorship benefit. So especially when there's a big disparity in age uh, between the two spouses. And even if, you know, like in our case, we're what, two and a half years apart mm-hmm. in age. And so we want to make sure that when, when I'm gone, because not only are you two and a half years younger than me, but you ha- your life expectancy is probably three or four more years longer. So now we're talking about six or seven years that you may be without me. And you want to maximize how much you're getting when I'm gone. Right. That's so true. That is absolutely right. You need to make sure that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So you get the point, though. I Let's do. maximize our yeah. benefits and how much we're collecting over our lifetime, not just saying, hey, I want to retire at 62 because right. that's when I'm going to start my benefits. Yep. You know, get a plan that gets part of all of the Social Security maximization report that we do. And it starts with everybody. Everybody that we work with gets a Social Security maximization report. Because that's still the foundation to retirement planning. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money you have or how much you've earned. That is still the foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Anyway. And that report is amazing. It really is. Yeah. It's great. You know? And it's not uncommon, by the way, 
to see what we call, okay, so that we give them four different scenarios in that report. Mm -hmm. Number one is if you and your spouse both elected at age 62. Number two is if you and your spouse both elected it at your full retirement age. Number three is if you both waited till age 70, which is the longest you can defer your benefits, Mm -hmm. okay, at age 70. And then the fourth one is a, uh, this is your optimized strategy. So it kind of compares. Now the report has the ability to, to, um, it calculates over 20,000 calculations between you and your spouse. 20,000? Yes. Well, think about it. So there's 96 months and Mm -hmm. you can elect in any month. It's not on a year basis. You can elect in any month after you become eligible. So there's 96 months that from age 62 to age 70. Now you multiply that by two and then, so it's, you don't multiply it, but there's two right. people. Um, and, and so think about all the different combinations. Yeah. Woo. Me taking it at 63 and four months and you taking it at 62 and one month and all of those different months and, <laughs> you know, all of our different ages. My head's already spinning. Right. <laughs> so the important thing is just know that you need to maximize your benefits. Right. And so the report says, okay, 62, 66, or 67, mm-hmm. whatever your full retirement age is. And if you're born over 1954, then it's age 67. And so, uh, and and then that optimized one, it shows you how to optimize your benefits over your lifetime using average life expectancies. Got it. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of giving you a recommendation. Not, yes. And yeah. it's not uncommon to see a hundred, I showed one this week, $225,000 difference. Wow. Between optimizing your benefits and taking it at your earliest age. Wow. And guess what the, the, the statement was? I planned on taking it at age 62. Mm. Okay. Which is no, yeah, it's not yeah. his fault. I mean, no. they didn't know. Right. Right. But my point is, is that that's a big difference. That is a huge difference and can make a huge impact in your retirement. And by the life. way, it's not uncommon to see a million dollar benefits paid out in benefits over the uh, uh, husband and wife's uh, lifetime. Mm. So this is a big decision. You got to get it right because you can't change it. Right. So hmm. anyway, that's what the social security maximization. Sorry, I got off on that one. That was, anyway. little, that was a good soapbox. I enjoyed it. No, it was. It was good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So speaking of that, we got to end this segment. Okay. okay about social security. We're now then going to get into why even bother talking about IRAs? Why, why are they so important? How can I use them? Which one should I have? All that stuff's coming up next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 573-332-7855 or visit us online at theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right, welcome back. It's segment number three of the <laughs> Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Yeah, so you got to like get the hang of this. I know, okay? I, was a little, I was a little So smart. I'm done saying that. It's all about you. you that's your signature. <laughs> it's, my, it's my job now? Yeah, it's your job Got it, now. got it. Okay, so this show's all been about hodgepodging. <laughs> what is hodgepodging? Well, it's 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 a Brock term. It is. And it is, uh, when it relates to the show, it is, hey, we're going to just talk about what Brock wants to talk about. Yeah, I'm good with that. You know, usually, it was, to date, we've been doing this for a few months now, it's all been about structure, mm-hmm. you know, saying, hey, we're going to talk about this this week. But this week, Certain I thought, topics. you know what? No, nope, we're going to talk about a lot of different things dealing with retirement planning. We've talked a lot about IRAs. And some myths that you've heard out there when it comes to IRAs and um, some other things. So now we're going to talk about the different types of IRAs and what how it all mm-hmm. works. Okay, so um, and I'll cover this quickly because I know a lot of you listening. I have a lot of smart listeners out mm-hmm. there. We do. They already know a lot of this. But we're going to talk about the differences between the traditional IRA and a Roth IRA on a traditional IRA. Okay, so the IRA, which is an individual retirement account, I get that a lot too. Hey, can I put my spouse on here? No. It's an individual retirement account, which means it's only you. Now, you could put beneficiaries on there. So if something happened to you, that your spouse or whoever would get it. Now, if you name anyone other than your spouse, your spouse has to sign off on that. Mm-hmm. So guys and gals, don't try to sneak anybody else in there. The spouse has to sign off on it anyway. So <laughs> uh, Anyway, they were all created, by the way, in 1974 with the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, also known as ERISA. The original version uh, is commonly called a traditional IRA, which distinguishes it from its other types of IRAs, which are like simple SEPs, those kinds of things that you can have for a small business, okay? 
Um, so contributions go in. You may uh, contribute uh, up to the maximum that we talked about last segment, which is $5,500 for people 50 and under or under 50. Uh, and then 50 and older, you can do another $1,000. So that's $6,500 total. Uh, the deadline, annual contributions can be made until April 15th of the following year. So you have up until April 15th of 2019 to make a tax year contribution for 2018. Okay, so if you say, hey, I put in $4,000, I'd like to max out at the 5500 you have up until April 15th of the following year to do that. Okay, deduction, uh, if you're in a traditional IRA, if you're covered by a company plan, here's another myth, by the way, a lot of people think, well, I'm in a 401k, I can't do an IRA. Yes, you can. And you can even deduct it. Mm. As long as you don't make over a certain amount of money. Okay. okay. Good to know. Yeah. So here's a IRA uh, deductible. If you're covered by a plan, joint income of 101000 excuse me, up until 121000 So if you make over 121000 together jointly, you're not able to deduct that IRA contribution if you're covered by a 401k plan at work. Okay. Okay. Um, if one spouse is covered by a plan... You can make one hundred eighty-nine thousand, and then totally be phased out of that at one hundred ninety-nine thousand joint income. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It All does. Right, so that's another big myth that people mm-hmm. are not aware of. Um, <clears throat> all right. Gains. Gains on assets in an IRA are not taxed until they are withdrawn, given assets to the enormous opportunity to compound and grow over time. Withdrawals out of a traditional IRA. Okay, people are encouraged to save in an IRA. Mm-hmm. You get the tax break now, all this kind of stuff. Everything's warm and fuzzy until you go to make a withdrawal. All of your contributions plus all of the growth then are all taxable mm. to you. Okay. okay. Again, is it a bad deal for that? You got some kind of tax break for it at some point. It's just that you're compounding a potential problem. Okay. And, I, and the reason I say that is because years on down the road, okay, at seven and a half, the government says, okay, you've deferred long enough. Maybe all of your income are met by Social Security and pensions. You don't need to take a withdrawal. Don't really want to, but you have to at 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. You want their money. Yep. <laughs> Heirs, the person or persons, and by the way, I'm still quoting the Ed Slot's Retirement Decisions Guide. Okay. It includes important updates on new tax law changes and IRA planning under the new Tax and Jobs, jobs Cut Act. Um, so we're, we're quoting a lot of that in mm-hmm. here. We're actually on page six right now. We're talking about the IRA. Heirs, the personal person. We're going to the whole book today. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. I'm not I'm even joking. reading that much. No, I'm just kind of bullet just pointing points, here. Yeah. Uh, but it says the person or persons you want to receive your assets upon death should be named on your IRA beneficiary document. I cannot tell you how important that is. IRA assets should never be passed through your will. Ever. Okay, so the estate of, no, not on an IRA, mm. no ma'am, no sir, okay? Um, and, and so... That's and, important. That's very oh, important huge, information you just huge. said. Yes. Yeah. Never do that. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say it's not a good idea most of the time. Now, there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. To name a trust as your beneficiary either, okay? Because th- you, you lose certain provisions that are available by doing that. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. now again, if you have your trust structured correctly... We can go ahead and take advantage of what we call like the stretch IRA concept. But again, a lot of times for qualified money, in other words, IRAs, Roth IRAs, it's typically just a better idea to name a person uh, that you want the money to go to as your beneficiary form. All right. So now that was traditional IRA. Now Mm -hmm. let's talk about the Roth IRA. Everybody knows if you've talked to me before or if you've heard me speak, I'm a huge proponent of the Roth IRA. Huge. (laughs) Huge. You sound like somebody we know. <laughs> Friend of Huge. ours. Yep. Yeah. All right. So the Roth IRA was named for William Roth, by the way. So a little history lesson here. It was named for William Roth, a U.S. senator from which state, Danielle? Oh, gosh. I hate when you do this to me. Well, this is just a shot in the dark. Uh, it's Iowa. on the. No, it's on the East Coast. It's really small. Rhode Island. It's really, really small. I don't know. Don't make me guess. Delaware. <laughs> Delaware. I was close. I said Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> Who sponsored the Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997. So the Roth IRA, good trivia question for when you're sitting around the family table. When was the IRA, excuse me, Roth IRA invented? Boom. 1997. There you go. Got okay? it. Okay. Got it. I'm ready. Okay. So here's what you need to know. 
qualifications. Not everybody can do a Roth IRA. Okay. Why? Because there's income limitations. And if you had a innovative financial solutions, financial data sheet that we offer every year, every year, it's updated, year. even with the new tax law, by mm -hmm. the way, we have these available. It has all of the different tax rates and uh, anything dealing with tax income levels, yeah, yep. income levels, yep. it, 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 distributions, everything is on our little financial data sheet that we yep. use and we hand out to people. Anyhow, let's go to that. And let's see what our income limitation is for a Roth IRA. Danielle, uh -oh. do you know what that answer is? No. <laughs> I, I don't like all the quizzes I'm getting this yes. week. Yeah, it's been tough for me. <laughs> um, okay, so it starts out at 189000 for a joint return. Okay. So that's where it says, ooh, if you make 189, you're not able to do the full 5500 And if you make over 199, so there's only $10,000 okay. leeway there. Yeah. But if you make over 199000 so let's call it 200000 you can't do a Roth IRA. Okay. Okay. Now, you can take advantage of some loopholes, if you will, called mm -hmm. the backdoor Roth IRA and those kinds of things. But again, that's a very specific situation. It's not as rosy and clean as you might think it is, by the way. The backdoor? Yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, that's something that you'll want to talk about individually. So um, all right. So... Um, there you go. There's your qualification. If you make too much money, you can't do a Roth IRA. But your contributions, let's talk about your contributions. They go in with after-tax money, okay? And um, so you do not get a deduction for putting money in a Roth IRA like you do a traditional IRA. Here's the advantage. So Brock's going like, hey, why would I do that? Mm -hmm. That doesn't even make sense. Why would I do something when I can get a deduction by doing the traditional? Okay. Here's why. Think about it like this. You have two different columns. Okay, so we're going to compare the Roth IRA and the traditional IRA um, contribution and the effects of it and the effects of withdrawals. So here we go. On the left side, I want you to imagine this. We have this little block down here on the left side of, of your of your screen. <laughs> yes, everybody has to get creative here. <laughs> okay, well the, okay, get a piece of paper out and just there draw it down. Okay. There you go. So we have a box down here on the left side and it's going to represent your traditional IRA. And then, so it's about two inches. Then we're going to draw another box and stack it right on top of that box. And it's going to be about, I don't know, let's call it six or eight inches. So that's going to represent the growth over, say, 20 years in your traditional IRA. Okay. The smaller box underneath it represents the contribution. Okay. So you got a deduction for that little box. But then when you take it all out in retirement, it's all taxable to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. The whole box, your box and the, and the growth. The right side. Now, this is going to be your Roth IRA. Same thing. Let's draw a little box. There we go. It's two inches. We draw another box, stack it on top of it, and it's the same. Let's just say it's not quite six or eight. Let's call it five inches because you are not going to have as much money to put. In other words, you didn't get a tax break for putting that money in. Okay, So you didn't quite have as much. Okay. Now, all of the money that you take out of that Roth, your little box of contribution and all of that growth earns all tax-free. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's why you want to look at the Roth. Now, if somebody's a little bit older, say they're 55, they're getting closer to retirement, and they say, no, I'm not gonna, it's not worth it to me. Why would I do that? I'm not going to make up the tax difference. I want the deduction now. Now, that's okay if you're a high-income earner. Let's say you're earning $500,000 and you're going to go down to one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 mm -hmm. in retirement. You have a significant okay. change in income. If you have a significant change, mm -hmm. boom, okay, done. I'm, I'm not, no argument here. But even then, a lot of times, if that's not the case, it still might make sense mm -hmm. to do a Roth because it's not all about you. It's about your spouse. It's about your kids and your grandkids all receiving this money potentially tax-free. Mm, that's that, that comment I like to say a lot, forever tax to never tax, right? That's exactly yep. right. Yep. It's on the introduction to the show, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's my comment. Yeah, you do that so well. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. Okay. Wow, that was spent a lot of time on contributions. Yeah, that was, that was good stuff, though. It and, is. and the differences and the options. So I think that was good. So Income same level. thing, deadline April 15th of the following year, no tax deduction, gains on it are tax-free. Um, uh, now, there are some little nuances there. You have to hold it for five years. Um, so it's called a five-year rule, 59 and a half before you take any money out before being penalized. So 
you know, there's some nuances there, but it's no different than, than a traditional IRA with a lot of that stuff there. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it for this segment. Mm-hmm. We're going to finish up the show in the next segment talking about some of the, if you own a small business, there's different ways to save for retirement and you'll want to hear about all of those. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. That number again is 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the very last segment this week. No, it's almost over. The Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Wow. Was that that better? That was pretty jazzy. Oh. Good job. I was trying to get there a little quicker. I know. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we uh, last thing we talked about IRAs. We talked about the differences between traditional and Roth. Mm -hmm. This is the hodgepodge retirement show. (laughs) Is that our title? Yep. That's our title. Okay. Um, so we're talking about anything that Brock wants to talk about mm-hmm. related to retirement planning and mm-hmm. financial planning. So that's good. Otherwise, we'd um, be talking about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, this is, I mean, I like fishing, but this is what I love to do. Oh, I know. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love helping are. people. I love the challenge of figuring out each person's puzzle. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different pieces to each person. Uh, everybody's different. And I love that. And uh, you anyway. You're passionate so. and you're very good at it. So. Yeah. I I thank you for that. You're welcome. Very nice. You had to say that. (laughs) I didn't have to say it. I know. Okay. (laughs) All right. Small businesses. Small businesses. If you own a small business, you've got lots of different options to save for retirement. Okay. Um, One of the things that we bring up, and again, I'm looking at uh, Ed Slaw's Retirement Decisions Guide book uh, that was, by the way, the 2018 edition. And so it includes information about the tax law. Uh, the new tax law. Um, so number eight is what is a SEP IRA? Okay. So if you own a small business, we have different ways to save for retirement. Um, and one of the most common ways is through a SEP IRA. So to qualify, here we go. You must be self-employed individual or small business owner with or without employees whose venture generates income. So you can't be like, Hey, I'm making all these, we're taking all these write-offs and you know, not going to have any income. You can open a SEP IRA even if you work for an employer and participate in another retirement plan, okay, provided your side business generates income and complies with certain ownership guidelines. That's huge. That is huge. People don't know that. No, that's great to know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's what we're doing every week on this show, bringing information. If you need to get a hold of us, by the way, you can. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to get a hold of us, you can. It's theretirementplaybook at gmail.com, theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at theinnovativeteam.com or give us a call at 332-7855. Okay, done. <laughs> there was the commercial. Contact information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Okay. So, contributions to a SEP IRA. You can contribute up to 20% of your net earnings from self-employment, 25% of wages if, in, if you're incorporated, but not to exceed annual amounts set by law. And those are. Are we ready? All right. Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> okay. So, on a, on a SEP IRA, IRA, okay, you're limited to $55,000. Man, that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit higher than the fifty five or 6500 you can do in an IRA. Right, right. That's a little higher, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you want to make sure that um, you're taking full advantage of this. Again, it can't exceed. It's the higher of the two, mm-hmm. right? It, it can't exceed 20% of net earnings. Right, so right. So you'd have to have a pretty good little business to do that. Yeah. Um, but what a great option. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, do you have, okay, we're going to move on 
Okay, because there's other plans as well. Simple plans, that's another great one for mm-hmm. small businesses. Mm-hmm. You help some small businesses yep. with those? Yep. Yep. And even if you have employees, okay, and so on a simple plan, you can uh, uh, contribute to the plan at $12,500. Okay. Okay, so that's the max you can defer in a simple IRA. You know, for some small business owners, that's, you know, not quite enough. Mm-hmm. And so that may not be the right plan because you got to put in for your employees, by the way. Mm-hmm. If either one of these plans, the SEP or the simple, you can't just put in for yourself. Now, if you're the only employee, then obviously right. you can. But I'm just saying, if you have employees, you got to you got to participate for them as gotta well. got to help them too. you got to help them too. <laughs> yeah. Help your people. Yeah, help your people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so, um, and then on a simple, by the way, you have an extra $3,000 if you are over 50. So you have that catch up. Oh, okay. So there's catch up there too. Yep. Yep. Okay. yep. yep. So there you go. Uh, there's there's uh, some small business tips for you in retirement plans, common retirement plans mm-hmm. uh, that you can take advantage of. Now, um, which IRA is right for me? Wow, that's a great question. I get that mm-hmm. question a lot. Yeah, you know, with all I the do? options. Even if, yeah. you know, Brock, I know you're huge on the Roth IRAs, but really, which one is best for me based on my situation? What's your income is one of the first questions I'm going to ask, right? Right. Because if you make too much money, you're not even going to be eligible for for a Roth IRA. Okay. Okay. Um, next question would be, are you self-employed? Okay. Open up a SEP IRA and contribute up to the 20% of the net income, mm-hmm. if that's the case. If that makes sense. But not yeah. more than the annual amount set by law. Okay. Because again, that changes every year. Uh, do you have kids? There's another question. Open a Roth IRA for teens with salaried summer jobs. Because mm-hmm. okay. remember, when you contribute to a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, you have to have income to offset that contribution. Okay. You can make the contributions on their behalf. So if your child earned $2,000 over the summer, you can contribute up to that amount in his or her Roth IRA. They will thank you later when they retire and can withdraw accumulated assets mm-hmm. tax-free. Yep. That's what a huge. Great, what a great gift. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Here's another. This is a good one. This, a good is, one. this is a good one. I'm I ready. like this. Okay. I have an easy way for you to save $36,000. Okay. You want to hear how you do it? I do. Okay. Here we go. You can easily contribute at least $1,326 a year into an IRA. Mm-hmm. You want to know how? So this is this is going back yeah. to the excuse people, right? right? Excuse. I don't have the money to do it. <laughs> yes, I, you know I don't. And know the what, needs and the wants, all, and, all the needs and the yep. wants, and the taxes and all this crap. Oh, okay, anyway. okay, okay. All right, here we go. The average American winds up again, quoting Ed Slot's Retirement Decisions Guide book, page eight, uh, nine. Uh, the American average American winds up with five dollars and fifty cents in spare change each week. Okay. And spare change, stay, like, yep, like okay, with I'm yep. with you. Okay. Yeah. Pull the coins along with $20 per week in stray singles. So your single dollar bills. Okay. And you'll have $1,326 by year's end. Why? I believe that. So then here's, here, here's the question. Why bother? If you continue to contribute this sum annually for 15 years, mm-hmm. your IRA account earns a modest, let's say, 6%. On an average per year, on a compounded basis, you will wind up with nearly $36,000. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so let's revisit that. Yeah. $5.50 is the average American spare change. So in other words, if you've got a little bucket or if you've got a cup mm-hmm. that you put your spare that change in when you come every home, day. Mm-hmm. yep, which I do, mm-hmm. okay, it's yeah. the Francis Howell North 1996 <laughs> Uh like graduation like bug. Stein. Yeah, it's your Stein. Yeah, your it's graduation Stein. My graduation Stein. Yeah. That's why I still use that. I, I put that in there. It's there you nice, go. Yeah, it's nice. Okay. Um, and so it, 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 on average, $5.50, if you just combined $20 per week in stray singles or just made it a discipline, hey. Right. I'm going to take $20 I'm, out. I'm going to take $20 yep. out of my spending money every week and put it in that little jar. Okay. Then you invest it. Okay. And you earn 6%, you're going to get 36000 bucks. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like it. Pretty simple. Easy uh, math. It is. It is. Oh, excuse me. All right. So um, the, the IRA conversion, mm-hmm. okay, because we did tease this. We still have we a few did. minutes left. We did. You we, have to talk about it. I mean, we do what we say and say what we do. That's right. Okay. So here we go. So a Roth recharacterization, what she was referring to in the first section is this. If you contrib- if you converted 
an IRA to a Roth IRA in 2017, okay, you may want to redo that. You may want to recharacterize back to a traditional IRA right now. You have, an October, you have until October to just, okay? But the reason why you want to do that is because tax rates are lower now because of the new law. So let's say last year in September you did a Roth conversion. Redo it, and it's called a recharacterization, back to a traditional IRA. Get those dollars back, okay? And, and, then, and then you can reconvert then, okay? So, but this is it, guys. There's no more recharacterizations, once you do a Roth conversion from here on out for 2018 and beyond, there's no going back. There's no more. You can't bounce back and forth anymore. You cannot bounce back and forth. You know, one of the main goals, well, we know what the main goal was, right, of the tax law. Mm -hmm. It was to reduce the corporate tax rate from Mm -hmm. 35 to 21. That was by far the main reason for the tax cut. That was the big move. That was the big move. And and rightfully, I mean, we, we were one of the highest in the in the world, mm-hmm. I mean, thirty-five percent corporate tax rate. So anyway, um, so but the second thing was, in my opinion, was to make things a little bit more simple. That's why the standard deduction went to twenty-four thousand. Um, you know, that's why we got rid of the exemptions. I mean, there's a lot of things that made it more simple. Mm-hmm. Whether it helped you or hurt you, I don't know. But the tax rates definitely went down, and so you're going to pay less in taxes by doing that Roth conversion now than doing it last. So you recharacterize back to a traditional IRA, and then you can reconvert back to that Roth. But get those dollars back. That's free right. money. Right. If you did a conversion last year, you need to do that. Yep. Okay. Give us a call. So there you go. There's your Roth recharacterization discussion. Thank you. Ms. Danielle, <laughs> you are welcome. Since I got a little excited about it. I know. But again, you have until October 1st to redo that. So that's it. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of that's it, that's it for this week. Oh, we're done. That we are done. I hope everyone has a great Saturday, has a great rest of the weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.